Hey, it's Kathy. I just want to let you know that I'm doing a free five-day workshop. It's called the Abundance Activation Challenge, and it starts today. And it's not too late for you to join us. Today is the last day to join. Go to kathyheller.com slash five day to sign up. The pre-party has been happening and it's been such a blast. There's so many high vibe women in there who are ready to call in more abundance. I know that you will love that you showed up for this. I'll be live at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern every day this week, teaching you how to become a master manifester. You are just going to have the best time. If you want to join us, sign up at kathyheller.com slash five day. What you believe will determine what you do and what you don't do. And what you do and don't do is 100% responsible for the result, which is your life. I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is about figuring out what it is that you were here to do in this world that only you can do to make the world more whole, more beautiful, and to stop selling yourself short and to stop sitting it out and to figure out how to take this thing you love, whether it's art or music or screenwriting or dance or baking, and how do you weave this thing that you love into a life that you get to contribute, that you get to do what you love full time because it's not just about business. It's about contribution. It's about meaning. That is what we seek. That is what we truly want. And you absolutely are here to serve the world. And I want to help you figure out just how much value you have inside of you. And every single week, we're going to be talking to people who have something to add to help you get out of your own way, to help you be more successful, to help you be the truest expression of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's dive in. Thanks to ShipStation for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Right now, my listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use our offer code, DreamJob. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Also, thanks to Figs. Figs makes amazing, stylish, and functional scrubs for the people who deserve it most. Get 15% off your first purchase by using my code DREAMJOB at wearfigs.com. We're also supported by Hello Monday. Hello Monday is a podcast from LinkedIn's editorial team about how to get the most from Monday and your career. Find Hello Monday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. So today is actually um, the Jewish New Year. It's Rosh Hashanah. And uh, in my family, everyone is uh, really introspective and thinking about what they want for this new year. And we traditionally give people a blessing that it should be a sweet, sweet year. And so one of the traditions is that we dip apples in honey to taste the sweetness of what is the DNA of hopefully a year that's filled with sweetness. And on that note, I just wanted to uh, share a a quote I saw recently James Wedmore posted on his uh, on his Instagram. And he said something so simple. We don't create abundance. Abundance is always present. We create limitations. And I just think that is so true. And the longer I'm on this planet and the more self-development work I do and the more I grow and the more I have the courage to put myself into the things that scare me that I really want, whether it's relationships or my work, I realize that it all comes down to us and getting out of our own way. I think that we tell ourselves that it won't or we can't or there's no love here we look for evidence of what we keep telling ourselves is true. What we believe dictates how much action we take. It dictates the actions that we choose to take. But we need to recognize that we're feeding ourselves a story. And so we get to choose, just like Gabby Bernstein said on the last episode, which was such a treat. And she said, choose the thought that leads you to what you actually want to feel. And then you realize, wait, wow. I'm choosing thoughts often that make me feel lousy. And maybe I do have some choice in how I feel. So let's choose to write a new story, a true story, an empowering story, because we will then look for the evidence and we will then learn that that really is true. Maybe reality is like a magical blank canvas and just maybe we can stop putting up limitations and just allow in all the love that's all around us and new possibility. And I just keep coming back to this idea of 
being more expansive and the idea that whatever is your ceiling in terms of what you believe is possible, like that should become the floor and there should be a whole new feeling of plenty that comes in the way of love and opportunity for you to do things that you always dreamed, but that is beyond your wildest dreams. Like last week, I remember saying to Evan Carmichael, what happens if somebody feels worried because they don't know the 15 steps ahead? And he said, that's good. He said, because chances are if somebody does know the next 15 steps, they're probably just not thinking big enough. You know, and sometimes when we just allow for there to be even more self-development, even more awareness, even more love, even more breakthrough. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So on today's episode, I'm going to share with you just a piece of the immersion workshop. I did a full week immersion workshop a week ago, and this is just a piece. And in this, you're going to hear me giving you some important strategies on a topic that scares a lot of us, which is outreach. And I know that this is a big fear because it's uncomfortable and it's terrifying to reach out to someone and introduce ourselves and to put things out there. And a lot of us have certain ideas around what sales is and how do we actually put something into the world without feeling like we're a burden. But I'm hopefully going to help you shift your mindset around this so that you can really start to build relationships and truly serve the world. When it comes down to it, that's what business is. It's about people. It's about serving those people. And I think you're going to really love this. So let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Now today, I want to talk about how do you reach out to these folks and how do you do that in a way where you don't feel nauseous, where you don't feel like you're selling, where you actually feel like you are doing something that is of value for somebody else. And I want to tell you something that is so, so important that I want you to understand about business. And we've said it and we've said it again. The bottom line is that the thing that we do that actually makes us money is 100% linked to the thing that we do that serves the world, okay? So when you serve, you will make a living. Business is serving someone else, finding a way to help someone, provide value for someone, to help them solve a problem, to help them with anything that you really feel like you can, right? So now some people are going to say, but Kathy, I like to make donuts. That's not curing cancer. Is this really possible? Am I really serving the world? Even just asking that question, how can I serve, makes you the best person for them to go buy the donuts from, and 100% you're serving the world. Because where would the world be without ice cream? Where would the world be without art and music? At the end of the day, I'm going to say it again, people don't buy things. They are buying a feeling, they're buying a state, they're buying a place, how they want to feel inside. So if you can make someone feel something, that is a value. Every time you even say the word ice cream, you think about ice cream, you walk into an ice cream, you say, let's go for ice cream. How does that make you feel? That's what you're paying for. So if you're saying to yourself, I make pottery, jewelry, I wrote a screenplay, and I don't know if I'm adding value, wrong. You are 100% adding value when you keep in mind that the thing that you want is for someone to feel something and you want to give someone a positive, beautiful, desired feeling, even if that feeling is helping them sit with something that's actually difficult. So that is how we want to approach it. And then you want to ask yourself, if I am opening up a coffee shop, if I'm starting a yoga studio and you keep your eye on the prize of how am I showing up and making this person feel something positive, you will find solutions and ways to do that in your marketing, in the way that you present yourself, in the way that you ask them how they are. It will come up and then you will be the go-to person for whatever it is that you are making, creating. Does this make sense? I hope that it does. I also want to say that something that just gets me so fired up (laughs) is that The number one thing that's going on when you're not seeing the results coming in in your life, you don't have momentum, okay? That's what's missing. Where does the momentum come from? It comes from taking tons of action, tons of action. Successful people, they get in it. They get to it. They start. They do not have it together. They don't know what they're doing. They start anyway. So you need momentum. You need momentum. Now, here's the thing. Where does the momentum come from? It comes from taking action. Where does that come from? I'm going to tell you this because this is everything, and I want you to hold it close to your chest. I want you to inscribe it on your heart. It is all about how much you believe 
Say that again. Belief. Write it down. It comes from belief. If you believe and when you believe that this is possible for you, that this is a doable reality, you would never sit back on the sidelines. But it is not something that you believe yet if you're not taking massive action. If you knew that there was three lottery tickets, they're on the corner, someone just saw them, they're sitting outside, they're waiting for you, and they know that they're the winning numbers, you'd walk out of your house right now and you would go grab them. Even if you're not such a person who values having lots of money, you would go get those because you would know you're going to want to be the custodian of that money, you would go and do it. But if you don't think that that's actually sitting there, you're not going to go walk outside. You're not even going to believe this person, you're going to go forget it, you're going to shut the door. Now, when we are not taking action, it is because 100%, 100% there is not enough belief about what is possible. Is it true? Is it true that you've had moments in your life where you started to believe that something was possible and then you watch as you started to take action towards that? I know people who will say things like, I would love to date a great guy. I would love to get married. And deep down, they don't believe that it's really possible for them to find a good person because one of their hardcore beliefs is, all the good men are taken or love is actually just a matter of, it just causes you pain or whatever it is. Do they then take action? Yes or no? They don't. Even if they take one step forward, they're going to self-sabotage because ultimately we are going to get what it is that we believe to be true. So we have to figure out, what do we have to figure out? We have to figure out how to believe this stronger. You don't want hope. Can I tell you this? You do not want hope. You're not looking for hope. Are you looking for hope? No. You know what you're looking for? absolute certainty. What's the difference between hope and absolute certainty? Here it is. You're hopeful. That's good. Yeah, I hope that that will happen. That's hope. I'm absolutely certain. Let's go. Let's rip the face off of this because I'm so certain. Is it true? Yes, it is. So it's not about like, I'm going to hope. Imagine you're going into surgery and your doctor comes up and says, cool. So um, we're going to go into the OR and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, I'm really hoping it's going to all work out. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful I'll see you in three hours. You're going to say, get me off this gurney. I am not going into surgery with you. What you want is a doctor who walks over and he says to you or she says to you, you look great. It's going to be awesome. You go to sleep. I'm going to see you in three hours. What is that? That is certainty. That's what you paid that person for. That's what feels good. You don't want hope. You want certainty. Now, how do you get certainty? Do you need to just like listen to what I just said? Is that going to work? It's not. What are you going to have to do to get certainty? Let me tell you what you need to do, okay? You're going to need to do this every single day. What do you need to do? Press your own buttons. Do the things that fuel you and light you up. Are you just going to hope that you wake up on the right side of the bed? Are you going to just hope that your day goes well? Are you just going to hope that the people you're around bring you up and not bring you down? That does not work. What's the definition of insanity? You just do something again and again the same way and you hope for a different result. Garbage doesn't work. Doesn't work. Why is it that every single person that I know who's successful, lo and behold, they've got a morning routine, they've got a spiritual practice, they don't just like hope the day goes well. There's no way you have control over that. So you can't just like leave that to chance. We've talked about this before. Let's just do an experiment. Without looking, how many of you are going to type right now in the comments what you guess your battery is on right now? Where is your battery right now? Because I guarantee every one of you has an inkling about how much battery is in your smartphone right now. I guarantee you know that data. That is a piece of data you know every moment of every day of your life. 100% you're keeping an eye on that. Because you know what? You don't hope that that phone is charged you know it won't be. You have it set up ahead of time. You've got a charger next to your bed. You've got a charger in the car. You've got your portable charger in the backpack for when you're hanging on the subway. You're always ahead of it, nonstop. You know exactly what you're going to need, when you're going to need it, and you never, 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 never let that phone run out. You guard it with your life, and you are, you are always ahead of it. You don't say to yourself, we're going to go out for the day, I have no clue. I might be near a charger, maybe not be. I don't care. I'm going to go out with whatever I have. No way. You would never leave the house on 7% battery and just be like, let's just wing it today. Never happening. You're obsessed with your phone. You need your phone. What do you need more than your phone? What? I mean, it's so obvious, right? What do you need more than your phone? What battery pack do you need to be totally on, totally ahead of? 
What is it? You know what it is. It's yourself, right? Your energy, the positive energy, where that is at, the belief, that's something you have to get ahead of every single day and make it a practice. This is a must. You are going to hang on to this like you're fighting for your life. Unless you want to hope that you have some belief, you're going to let it wax, wane, and then you'll just let the days get away from you. You'll just build other people's dreams. You'll just listen to other people's beliefs. You'll let that infiltrate and you'll be like, I don't know why I am at the end of another year and I am not further along because it is 99% all coming down to what you believe because what you believe will determine what you do and what you don't do. And what you do and don't do is 100% responsible for the result, which is your life. And that's a fact. And that's the way it is. And what winds up happening is we get so far away from that. So what we start to think is, you know what? Nothing to do with my beliefs. In fact, what my beliefs have told me now is that I am not accountable I am a victim, I don't have resources, and I'm now, not only am I going to not get the belief that I can do this and that's possible, I'm going to convince myself that it's not possible, and I'm a victim, and it's so not my fault, and I'm going to be upset, and I'm going to look down at the ground, and I'm going to stare wistfully out the window, and I'm going to just sit back, and I'm going to eat my feelings, and I'm going to be, be upset because I've told myself a new belief, which is actually not true. So more than your phone needs to be charged, you need to be charged. And people say to me all the time, they're like, just tell me what to do in my business. Just tell me, what emails do I send? Who do I reach out to? What's the person's name on LinkedIn? And I'm like, you are so missing it. Like, obviously, obviously, you're going to need to be proactive, begin with the end in mind, reverse engineer things, work smarter, not harder, 100%. That is literally 1% of the entire equation because 99% of this is going to come down to you being in a peak state of mind where you actually believe what's possible or else it doesn't matter what I tell you to do, you're not going to do anything about it because you're going to look at me and you're going to be like, some of that makes some sense, some of it's interesting, but I don't believe it. You're not going to do something unless you believe that it's possible. So you have to every single day, number one strategy, what is it? we have to realize, have compassion for ourselves. Why would your phone work if you didn't charge it? Why would it work that you think you're supposed to have this belief when your entire life, what's been modeled for you are the beliefs that are in the absolute reverse direction? Why would that be something that you would just get? No, you wouldn't just get it. The brain, everyone's brain is wired for negativity because it was built as the machine that's going to protect you and to keep you out of danger. So your brain is constantly looking for things to worry about, constantly, constantly, constantly. That's what it was created to do. You're not alone in that. We just need to understand that that's the way it works. Just like you understand your phone is built. It's not built to self-charge. So you got to charge it. Once you understand that, you're not mad at it. What's wrong with this iPhone? They sold me a dud. It just doesn't work. Did you charge it? I didn't. Oh, it's supposed to not charge on its own? It doesn't charge on its own. No. Once you just understand there's nothing wrong with you, you're not alone. You're actually so much like every other person you're going to walk past today on the street. We're all the same. We just have to get that. Your brains were created for negativity. They're looking to solve problems. They're looking for worries. They're looking to protect you. So we've got to just know the way that works and then say, okay, this is the way it works. But we have all had moments when we are feeling so bold and so courageous. And if you reverse engineer that, it's because something gave you energy, something you heard, something you went through, something someone said, something you were around. And so it pulled you into this energized state. And and that day you got more done than like you did hundreds of other days when you weren't in that state. So just knowing that that's the way it works, this is the thing that you need more than anything. This is it. This is it. Okay. So we have to get that we've been through so much. Let's honor the six, seven-year-old that's inside of you and give this person permission, right? Because this person has gotten their hearts broken. All of you, all of us have, and it's, it's so painful, right? So let's start there and honor that. And let's really have compassion for that. And now we have to say to ourselves, okay, 
Am I going to sit in that feeling or do I really want to make it to where I'm in this other place, right? So now knowing just how much I have been through, right, only gives me more compassion and lets me know I'm really going to need to take a shot of that energy every single day. And we all need that. So there are people in your life that give you energy and there's people who don't. Make a note. Who are the people who, who drain your energy and who are the people who just light you up? And I want you to think about that. And then I want you to think about like being around the people who give you energy more and the people who don't give you energy, be around them a little bit less. And also every single morning, think about what is that going to be? Are you going to have a dance party for yourself and turn on some Megan Trainer and like get into it? Is that going to light you up? Are you going to listen to a podcast? Are you going to call a friend? Are you going to run around the block? Like that has to be a non-negotiable. The same way you're going to charge that phone or else your phone will not work. It's just common sense, right? So if you don't charge your batteries, that day will get away from you. That day, you're losing power and that day you're going to lose steam. I'm so blessed. I'll tell you what. Every time I do something, first of all, I just start. I'm not ready ever. I'm never, 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 never ready. And I start anyway. And the beautiful thing about it is that then just reinforces my confidence. But I'm so blessed right now because I do this podcast And so I've literally created for myself a supercharge station because I speak to three to four people a week where I have like a private TED talk in my own ears and I'm talking to Seth Godin and Mark Manson and Evan Carmichael and I'm just like, my brain explodes, you know what I mean? Like, and then I spend time editing my own show. So I listen back to these people and then I do a million other things. Okay, before we keep going, let's just take a quick ad break. Being a nurse or a doctor was never my dream career, but I respect those people so much because they truly dedicate their lives to caring for others. Seriously, what they do every day is more than a job and what they wear is more than a uniform. And Figs is an amazing company that is making scrubs stylish and functional for these people who deserve it the most. For years, these amazing medical professionals had to wear scratchy, Ugly scrubs that weren't even designed to protect and hold life-saving tools, but figs is changing that. Every set of figs is antimicrobial and it protects from germs and bacteria. And I got a pair of their scrubs and oh my gosh, they're so ridiculously soft. Whenever I have the chance to work at home, I wear my figs pants because they're just so awesome. And it actually helps me work at my very best too, because I'm super relaxed and I get in the zone. Plus, I love that figs is all about giving back. Every time you shop at Figs, they give scrubs to healthcare providers in need around the world through their Threads for Threads initiative. In fact, to date, Figs has donated hundreds of thousands of sets in over 35 countries. So whether you're one of those awesome humans that works in healthcare or someone that wants to say thanks to these deserving folks, Figs is going to make that easy by providing you with 15% off your first purchase by using my code DREAMJOB. Get ready to love your scrubs. Head to wearfigs.com, W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S.com and enter my code DREAMJOB at checkout. If I could turn back time to my very first day at my very first job, I'd probably tell myself to keep an open mind and learn from whatever happens. I remember working on the floor at The Gap and I had to fold clothes and welcome customers when I was 15. And it was by no means the thing I was ultimately wanting to do, but it was really my first foray into learning about how to interact with other people and proactively trying to serve their needs. And as you can tell from this episode, those are still really important lessons that I take every single day with me. So I can't turn back time to give my younger self some nuggets of wisdom, but LinkedIn's new podcast, Hello Monday with Jesse Hempel is back for season two. And the show is full of advice you can start using today. Each week, Jesse sits down with featured guests to investigate the role work plays in our lives and how to make it work for us. Season one had awesome episodes with incredible people like Liz Gilbert, Melinda Gates, Adam Grant, who was one of my favorite guests on this show. And they've got another phenomenal lineup for season two. So you'll definitely want to give it a listen, whether you're just starting your first job or gearing up for retirement, you'll be ready to tackle Monday and the rest of the work week with the knowledge to make work work for you. Find Hello Monday with Jesse Humble on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. So now let's go back to beliefs. Okay. So you're going to, you're going to get the belief. You're going to get the belief. And now the reason I had to go and make a pivot and make sure that we talk about beliefs today is because the next thing that's on the agenda is I'm asking you to do outreach. It is one thing for people to get clarity around what they want to do. They start to get a sense of who their audience is. It is a different universe then to actually put it out there to those people because that's where all your self-doubt is going to come up. That's where the rubber meets the road. And that's where you're going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to back up here. I'm just going to back up. But you don't want, 
you really don't want your comfort zone. We got to get to the edge. We got to push ourselves to the edge of our comfort zone all the time. I'm constantly doing that. I know I need to do always when it's like that next thing is scary. It's like, now I got to do that. I have to do it. So let's talk a little bit about outreach and how outreach works. So you talked about what you want to do. You figured out what the passion project might be. You think you thought about who you're, who's in your tribe, who are the people that you're serving. And then now you have to reach out to those people. Okay, you got to pick like three to five people who you think might be there. You might start to think about where you can get some momentum and you might, let's say you make, you know, cake pops, you might call three coffee shops locally and just get a sense of like if they'd want to buy a few and sell a few to their customers, who is your target buyer? Who's your end buyer? Your end buyer is the person actually buying the cake pop. The target buyer might be the person who's already been corralling your audience because they have a coffee shop and maybe then they can sell your cake pops. So if you need to do some outreach, what are you going to do? Okay. What you're going to do is you're going to first of all understand that by you reaching out to this person, you are doing a service, okay? Sales and serving are the same thing. We keep talking about that because otherwise don't do it unless you're clear that you started out thinking about how you can solve a problem or help somebody else and then you thought about who that person could be, then you know, right? You want this person to buy your smoothie because you have a sense that this can get this person a good result, help with their health, get them to eat plant-based, how could you not let them know about it if you think it's really going to help them, right? So you really want to be clear. When I first started doing music and I would cold call ad agencies, I would cold call NBC, Paramount, Lionsgate, different ad agency, and I would shake and I'd be like, oh my God, this is so awkward. I'm an artist. I'm calling an ad agency. This guy just worked on Dr. Pepper. This woman just walked up, worked on this American Airlines ad. They don't even know who I am and I'm going to ask them if they need music. And then I would say, hang on a second, Kath, hang on a second. Have you done the job of thinking about who these clients are? The answer was yes. I had gone out of my way to think ahead of time and I'd watched the ads and thought about the stories they were telling. And I had noticed that Coca-Cola was always writing songs that tell and told stories about shake, be in the happiness, share the happiness. And so I'd written songs like that proactively and thought about their needs. And had I also really anticipated that I knew that I would be a value add because I didn't have a record deal. So it would be easier for me to clear the song. I wouldn't be asking for the same kinds of royalties that people who had record deals were asking. So I could clear it, be more affordable. And I was proactively writing songs that I knew they needed. So I would stop and say, you're not calling to ask them to do something that they don't want to do. You're calling to offer them a way to serve them and ask them even more questions about how you can serve them better. So you're making a relationship and you're seeing how you can connect. And at the very, very least, I used to remind myself that everything I wanted to do truly was about being a friend, making a relationship. So I wasn't going to read a script. I wasn't going to go right to talking about myself. I was going to make this an opportunity that at the very least, that this would just be a really pleasant moment in someone's day because they would have a nice conversation with another person who is there to seek to listen rather than to speak over them. And that would always allow me to dial the number. And then I would dial the number and I would say, hey, and I would take a pause and I wouldn't jump right in and I wasn't reading a script and I would say, hey, Melissa, my name is Kathy Heller. I see the work that you're doing. I wanted to reach out. I wanted to find out more about what you need music-wise, how I can help. And I would pause and let them react and say, I don't understand. Why do you need to know that? Or I don't know. What do you mean you need? I'd be like, oh, I write music, but I really want to write music for you guys. I love the work you're doing. I want to understand better how I can serve you guys. Oh, what do you mean? Well, what do you need in terms of music and what's been working for you so far and what hasn't been working for you so far and what could I do to make your life easier? I don't know. I mean, I guess we need music from time to time from an indie songwriter. I mean, I don't know exactly what we need. Okay, well, are there certain kinds of themes? Are there certain kinds of budgets? Yeah, I guess that's true. We need songs about home, songs about togetherness. Awesome. You know, I was watching your ads and I was listening to the work that you guys put out and it's really beautiful. And I thought that I, I would be able to really be a good fit to help you. I go, I went ahead and proactively wrote some songs that I thought really speak to the vision and the story you're telling. And I'm definitely happy to clear it for whatever you need. And also I'm just curious, like how long have you worked there? And now let's make it about anything other than the business, right? You know, like, do you like living in Minnesota? I've been thinking about visiting. Where would you recommend? Is there a great restaurant in town? Make the relationship, have a conversation. And then you say, cool, I'd love to send you a follow-up with, uh, with a link to the song. And if you like it, that'd be amazing. And if not, I totally get it. No rush on reply. And you start to do this and you start to realize, I really am in it for the right reasons. I really am helping people and I really am making relationships. And the momentum 
it's like a fire in a forest. It just goes so quickly and so hard. And the reason most people don't have a business is really and truly 100% because they're not doing this outreach. And the reason they're not doing outreach is because they don't have a belief. And the reason they don't have a belief is because they're not 100% clear that they are actually serving other people. So when you know how this is truly serving and offering value to somebody else's life, then you know that you can feel excited about going ahead and doing that outreach. And then you're going to have to do tons of outreach, tons of outreach. And that outreach needs to be very personable, short and sweet, no scripts, and a lot of just like real connecting between two human beings. I want to read you now. I have in the book a sample actually of like a cold email template and I'll read it to you. Let me read you something, a quote at the beginning of this chapter is from Jack Canfield. He said, remember, becoming an entrepreneur early in life is one of the hallmarks of the most successful individuals throughout modern history. That's really cool. Now, we're going to get to page 160 in a second, but for page 144, we're looking at this section that says reframing outreach. People hold the misperception that outreach is uncomfortable and a little off-putting. You are putting yourself out there and it is difficult to get through those first moments of discomfort. It can feel like an enormous risk to take the project you've invested heart and time into and share it with someone who might find it irrelevant. It is intimidating to reach out to people whom you respect and admire. It is daunting to contact those people who could add value and ask them for help. We have to tolerate the discomfort and then massively reframe it. It is so much more empowering to look for how we can provide value rather than ask for help. This is how productive relationships actually work. Two people contribute. Reframe outreach as an opportunity to be generous to someone you respect without asking anything in return. You're not a salesperson. You're a friend and a collaborator in the making. I want us all to expand beyond the mindset that business is somehow negative and that sales is about persuasion. No, it's not our job nor our mission to go out and drain people of their resources without giving them things in return. We are showing up with radical empathy, compassion, and service for those who went ahead of us. We are providing value and developing trust above all else. The pitch is non-existent in the way that I work. Most people are uncomfortable being pitched to, but almost everyone loves investing in a service or a product that will help them. We can revolutionize our interactions by making them personable, Drop the stiff script. As I started looking to license my music, I built an extensive list of music supervisors and broadcast producers and then asked myself how I could reach out and stand out. I started to send super personable but direct emails. Hey, this is me. I love what you're doing. I'm curious about what you're listening to in your car. I received silence and realized it was still an ask and there was zero value added to their day. Then I made a simple PDF, Mocha's and Music, with a picture of a girl playing a guitar, a plus sign and a picture of a latte and it said... Step one, tell me your favorite Starbucks order. Step two, tell me what day and time to drop it off. Step three, I'll leave you happy and caffeinated and I'll leave some music behind. I sent it to people, 80 people, no thanks. Some said didn't respond. 26 replied, sure, you can bring me coffee. I couldn't believe it. So in the book, there is a cold email template that really actually works. When I had Alex Benayan, he's the author of the best-selling book, The Third Door. He was on my podcast. He shared this template. This template is Tim Ferriss's secret sauce. And it's verified, okay? So I'm going to read it to you right now. And this is what you need to think about when it comes to outreach. Okay, here we go. Tim generously revealed the template he uses to reach out to CEOs and VIPs that almost guarantees a response. It's a very simple formula, but you have to follow it precisely. First paragraph, hi. I know that you're incredibly busy and get lots of emails, so this will only take 60 seconds. Second paragraph, one to two sentences max on who you are, and your credibility, anything that's relevant to the receiver. Third paragraph, one to two sentences with a very specific question, something that they can answer easily. For example, what's the best book you recommend for an aspiring author? What's the most inspirational thing that you've read or seen or did in the last month? Something quick and specific and fun and easy to respond to. Final paragraph, ready? This is the one that gets people. I totally understand that you're busy. It will completely make my day if you respond. You don't need to, no rush on reply. Now, here's why this works so well. The opening line shows that you're being thoughtful. You're trying to not intrude on their busy schedule. You're saying this is a 60-second time limit and is intriguing, although you have to make the email actually then take less than 60 seconds to read. Then the final line, I totally understand if you're too busy to respond. It takes all the pressure off 
right? Takes all the pressure off in comparison to saying something like, thanks in advance, looking forward to your response. It instantly makes you more likable. In reality, most people have that minute to write a one or two sentence reply and you're teeing them up to open that window for you. Writing cold emails can stir up old insecurities from when you first applied to a job, when you applied to university. You're now being tasked with concisely highlighting the shiniest, most relevant parts of yourself to prove you're worth their time. But calling on your own credentials can feel like a kind of torture to the entrepreneur who's still got little to show for it. Your monkey mind is going to start crying out that you're a fraud. And when you're pressed to put pen to paper, it feels even more so. But even when someone with a small interest can start to build a brand, as we discussed in the chapter before, you might already have a blog or a few published podcasts and you can start crafting a series or sites and you can start crafting even your LinkedIn. You can then at least prove that you've invested enough time to be considerate. You're further ahead than you give yourself credit for. So let's look at this. So for outreach, we want to, number one, know that we're in service, okay? Know that we're in service. And then when you go ahead and you reach out, you want to make sure that you're in this to get a response. What most people do is they go right to the ask, right to the sale. Does it work? No, it doesn't work. How many times, it's just like an, a cliche example, but it's, a, it's the one that would come to your mind if I asked you to really think of it. You know when you're like dating someone and you barely know them and they're like, let's go back to your place. And you're like, no, nah, it eh, doesn't work, right? So you need to understand, right? Every, 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 everything is access, it's proximity. When people say it's who you know, it's the truth. These are all people you just don't know yet. And so you do need to know these folks. But what most people do is they shoot themselves in the foot because they go right to the ask, they go right to the sale. No. Your job when you are doing business outreach is making friends. Because once you do have a relationship with someone, now you have access, now it is who you know, and then whatever is meant to be will organically happen when people already have an investment and a trust and a relationship with you. So why would you go right to the ask and right to the sale when you're sending an email? You'd blow the relationship. Imagine going to a party and you walk over to someone you've never met and you say, hey, what's your name, Marcy? Hey, Marcy, sit down for a minute. I'm gonna talk about myself for 25 minutes. And then she sits down and you go, let me tell you. So this is what I do. This is what I've done. This is what I want to do. This is what I'd love you to help me do. And the person's like staring at you like you're the rudest person I've ever met. And then you go, all right, cool. I'm going to look for another person who can just help me, right? It just doesn't work. So what's going to be better is if you don't talk about yourself and you say to the person like, hey, who do you know here? And she's like, oh, I was invited by so-and-so. And you go, oh, how do you know him? And then you're like, oh, cool. You met in tennis? I also play tennis. Where are you guys at with tennis? Oh, do you have kids? Me too. What do people love to do most? People like to talk about themselves. Why does therapy work? People talk about themselves. And you know what? Just by talking it out, they get the insight that they actually needed because they really just needed a vent. So what do you want to do is you want to get people talking about themselves. You also want to care, right? You want to legitimately care and find that interesting. If you don't, back up. You're not ready to be in business yet. Not your business. Because if you're really not in it to serve, find a different business. Because it's actually not about you. The thing that lights up in your brain is purpose. We talked about that. It's that you really are looking to serve. So if you're not serving, it's not the right business, okay? So you should truly care. And if you don't, back up and think about recreating that for yourself. Okay. All right. I got a few more things to cover, but first let's just thank our sponsor. So lately I've had to send out advanced copies of my book and oh my gosh, shipping things out is actually a little bit more complicated than you think. It's time consuming. It's expensive. There's a lot of carriers to choose from. I can only imagine how much harder this gets for someone who needs to get their orders out and keep their business running on a daily basis. That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. I know a lot of you sell your handmade jewelry, your watercolor prints, or your journals on places like Amazon, Etsy, maybe even your own website, and ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. And if you're a busy person like me, you're going to love that you can easily manage them from any device, even your cell phone. Plus, ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, 
FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customers. And right now, my listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code DREAMJOB. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in DREAMJOB. That's ShipStation.com, then enter offer code DREAMJOB, ShipStation. Make ship happen. So getting people to talk about themselves, but also think of this. Whatever you talk about with the person, the feelings that come up, everything. Because then that's what becomes associated with you. So the best thing is actually to talk about things and ask them questions that make them feel excited. Because then they don't even know why, but they enjoyed writing with you back and forth over email because it was fun, right? I'll give you an example. There are times very rare, I have to say, sad commentary. Very rarely people know how to write me an email. Most of the time they don't. Most of the time the emails I get are this long and people are asking me to do things for them, to give them advice, they're sharing, they're just, it's all about them, all about them. It's not a, hey, this is 60 seconds, here's a specific question. It's like, let me tell you the story of my life, let me tell you about myself, let me tell you how you can help me, and then can you help me? So it's like, I'm exhausted already, I'm not even reading. So that's most emails. Once in a while, somebody knows how to send me an email, and they'll let me know real fast, love your podcast, da da da, da. one quick question. What's your favorite restaurant in LA? We're coming out there soon. No rush on reply. I know you're busy. Boom, I answer that question. Guess what? I like that person all of a sudden. A, it was respectful. B, it's easy to respond. And C, they're asking me for my advice, which is always fun. And it's a fun kind of advice to give because I kind of like being able to talk about Catch, which is a place I just went two nights ago. It's gorgeous, beautiful rooftop. I feel cool about that. Now this person writes back, Two weeks later, I went out to LA, Kathy. Catch was amazing. Here's a picture of me and my fiance. We're friends now. They've got me. There's a reason why that works. There's empathy. There's curiosity. There's respect for my time. And they're not going right for the ask. Just making the relationship, making the deposit in the ground, making the deposit in the earth. So much more important than going right for the harvest. It doesn't work. You got to lay the foundation. So this is what you need to do. Now, when people say to me, I'm not ready to pitch my book. I'm not ready to put, put my thing on Etsy. I'm not ready to find a customer. Not true. Because yesterday, before you even began to make the piece of pottery, you could have began to plant seeds and make relationships with the people that you really need to connect to. And you can do that because it takes time to actually build a real relationship. And you do it through caring about the person, being respectful, and not going for the ask. When you start to think about sales this way, does it totally turn it on its head? Yes or no? This is so huge. It's a paradigm shift. And what I laid out for you today is really and truly what I've done every single day, rinse and repeat, to find momentum in my business, no matter what it is. Belief, making sure I'm ahead of that, charging those batteries, not leaving that to chance making sure there's certainty in what's possible because that's going to fuel how much action I take because I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to work on things that I think are never going to happen. So then I get the belief, I start taking action and the action is putting things out in the world to the people that I've already decided I can help, thinking about how I can serve them, knowing I can serve them and then making relationships vis-a-vis caring about respecting the person's time and not asking them for anything and starting to get to know them and starting to get to be clear on what they need and starting to get in there with this person. And some of them, guess what? It's real. It's organic. You won't become friends with. That's called life. You don't need everyone. So some of them, you can't help anyway. And you'll find that out through the process. Oh yeah, that's what you needed. I don't make those kinds of things, but you know, I still want to be connected with you. I'm going to refer you to someone who can. That's okay. Or maybe someone's just rude and you wind up not being friends. That's fine. But you will find the people who you can serve and you will wind up serving them because you actually make a connection with them. That's a person to person connection. And then you can figure out how to serve them. And then you will start to build a business and you will start to gain momentum. And as I said to you over the last few days, I would so much rather you put one thing on Etsy and start your shop than have 17 things done. I'd so much rather you start pitching the first chapter of your book than finishing your book and then pitching the whole book because business is a dance and you are not going to even know how to finish that book or how to make the rest of that pottery unless you know what it is that the person you're serving needs. And if you're trying to finish before you put it out there, then you're really not in it for the service. And that's my spiel for the day. And guess what? 
the sad commentary is that most of what I said today, most people do not think about and they do not do. And because of that, you stand out when you are genuine, when you put good energy in the world, when you actually do a lot before you're ready and you just start and get in there. All of that works. It just does. It just does. All right. So if you guys have enjoyed this, give me a thumbs up. The homework you're going to have today is I want you to make a list of a few people, okay, that you are going to do outreach to. And I know it's going to be scary and you're going to say, I'm not ready. But remember, we just spent an entire session talking about how you do not have to go to the sale. You just need to start making a relationship and getting some energy going back and forth with a few people that you might want to do business with, which means you are completely ready to do that. So I want you to do for that, actually reach out. So again, you want to start with what is it that I want to do? Who am I serving? And now when you're doing this outreach, if you want to get the most bang for your buck, what you want to do is think about, you could reach out to one person who might be the end buyer, but I would think about the target buyer who already has your audience. If you are starting a podcast, if you are starting a blog, you might want to make friends with someone who already has a blog, who could stream some content, who could be a collaborator for you, who already though has an audience that's similar to the audience that you thought about this week, that's your audience. If you are selling those cake pops we mentioned before, instead of going door to door and talking to your neighbor about buying a cake pop, you might want to talk to a coffee shop that has lots and lots of people every day that might want to buy a cake pop with their coffee. Make a list of those ideas. Come up with one person that you're actually going to reach out to and then reach out to that person. That is your homework. Also, I would make a list of at least two things that you're going to do every day to charge your batteries and commit to that. So thank you guys so much for being with us this week. And thank you for continuing to support my book and everything. I had such a great time with you and I believe in you. And everything I said, every word I said is exactly how I feel 100%. And I know that so much is possible for you. And I know that you have such beautiful things to share with the world and you've come so far. And if you would just give yourself the permission to make it messy and lean into that and not expect it to be perfect and think about the ways to build business as we discussed this week, it would really, really go such a long way. Okay. Have an amazing weekend and I will talk to you soon. Okay, so now let me ask you, how do you feel about outreach now? Not so scary, right? I'd love for you guys to do that homework that I assigned at the end, and I'd love to hear your results. You can tell me. Um, just DM me on Instagram. I'm at Kathy.Heller, Kathy with a C, or you can share it in our Don't Keep Your Day Job community group. We are always here to support you and to keep you accountable. So here are some takeaways. Number one, we are in the business of serving someone else. Number two, when you believe it's possible, you will never sit back on the sidelines. Number three, you don't want hope. You want certainty. Number four, press your own button every single day. Number five, charge your personal battery pack. You are 100% responsible for the energy that you carry in this life. Number six, outreach is about building relationships. It's about connection between two human beings. And number seven, When you reach out to someone, you're doing them a service, offer value instead of asking them for anything first. So I just want to say really, 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 and truly thank you. Thank you for being in my life. You don't know how you make such an impact on me. Thank you for listening to the show. I cannot believe last week was our 200th episode. I'm so grateful to all of you for all the support. There's so many good episodes coming up. So many good ones. So make sure you subscribe wherever you listen so you can make sure that you get clued in when the new episodes drop. Also, we would so appreciate it if you would leave us a review wherever you're listening and share the show with a friend. Tell them about this episode or any of your other favorite episodes and let them know how this is changing the way you think, the way you see what's possible, the way you're living your life. Let's spread this encouragement and this truth so that every single soul is inspired to step out, make the messy version, and do the thing they love. I want to wish you, whether you're celebrating Rosh Hashanah or you've never heard of it, I want to wish every person who's listening just the sweetest, sweetest year, the sweetest blessings. May every day just continue to surprise you in new ways for you to receive and for you to give that which you have to give to the world. Thank you for listening. I'll leave you with a song of mine, and I will talk to you on Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. Who knows what to do?